everybody, we are back with another edition of the podcast. As always, your host C3, alongside with Todd and John. What up? This is Intentional Dangerfield. Salute to E. Cannon over there on the, on the beats. We have a special, special guest. So it's a special edition this evening. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> he was a 2011 recipient of the Governor's Volunteer Service Award. Mm. He's a 2017 finalist for the SJR First Citizens Award. Mm. He's a mentor. He's doing multiple mentor programs throughout the community. I could go on and on about him, but E. Cannon would have to turn the lights out for me to stop. (laughs) Right, right, right. So we're just going to get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... Mr. Derek Stapleton to the podcast. Thank Welcome. You. Thank you. It is a pleasure to have you on. Long time um, mentor of mine. Um, I've been through a, a program or tour that you've had, yeah. and um, I'm blessed to be here. Thank yes. you. How things been? I've been real good. I can't cannot cannot complain. I was going to say, I know you're a busy man, aren't you? <laughs> man, what you say? I just took on another. Um, uh, Project, I guess you could say, with uh, Du Bois, uh, working with some young, uh, this is male and female kids in great elementary school. So I just meet with them once uh, every Monday mm-hmm. yeah, from That's five awesome. to six. So what do you, what are you guys doing there? Mm-hmm. Um, they have a program uh, already, you know, pretty much uh, made out. And I just look through the program, and then I execute what I what they're asking to. And they're they're really challenging the young people to um, think about uh, being more positive about life and about themselves, mm-hmm. and uh, being expressive with being positive towards others, uh, encouraging them to be encouraging to one another. So it's it's challenging them to. Um, you know, embrace a more positive outlook on life. Yeah, sure. So Being a multi-talented person mm-hmm. such as yourself, mm-hmm. and having um, the communication skills and the development with the youth, um, how do you feel that you know programs are being implemented in our community right now to to aid that? Is there a lack of that, or is there? Yeah, there's there's definitely a lack, um, and then there, you know, because our program it's been going for about twenty six years, and it's 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 almost like a light bulb has gone off, and now I'm getting a lot of uh, calls from different parents because mm. they've heard it from other parents and have told them about the program, and so you get kids. We for this this first year. Um, we normally take sixth through eighth grade in PYD. Right. It started out with seventh and eighth grade when it was you guys. And um, not to interrupt you though, but this is a perfect time. Let's let's back up for a second. <laughs> let's start at the beginning. Okay. How did you get into the PYD program, taking over the uh, the reins of that? Man, this started back when I was just graduating from college. This was back in 85. I was like, man, Lord, what am I going to do? Where'd you go? I went to Western Illinois University. Mm-hmm. Okay. And while I was on the campus, um, one of the things that I noticed was we as uh, black males, 
we needed some guidance. I was like, mm-hmm. man, because I'm seeing these brothers from St. Louis, East St. Louis, Chicago, and I'm sitting there like, wow, we need we need some you know some help. So I knew when I came back to Springfield, I wanted to work with the black males of our community, mm-hmm. and. Um, a friend of mine that I met in college, he had moved here to Springfield. And when I got here, he was a member of the Frontiers Club. And uh, he said, hey, man, you got to join this club. And I n- never heard about the Frontiers. And so I was like, okay. So I looked into him. And um, so I thought it looked like it was something that I could really be affiliated with. So I joined the Frontiers Club. Mm-hmm. And um, 1991, that's when it was like, okay, hey, we got this PYD group here, you know, and uh, was wondering if you could take it over. And I was like, PYD? And I was like, what is that? Positive Youth Development. And we, at that time, it was, middle school was just seventh and eighth grade. Right. Mm. And so I was like, okay, I think I can handle that. So this was, that was my segue into getting into the community and working with the, uh, the black males of the community. So that was my first inroad. And mm-hmm. uh, we met at Grant middle school <laughs> I think that's where it was at Grand Middle School uh-huh. and um, pres- um, Principal Wynn was the principal and he was in favor of what we were doing so that so that's where we started meeting and um, once we started the ball rolling and at that time it was just I think about like four young men you know I remember you guys and William Hill Matt Nunn and Mark Nunn and Ladera, all you guys, uh-huh. and, and um, <laughs> uh, Hamilton, yeah, PJ, Cortland, all you. Now Rob you Dye. guys, uh huh, Rob Dye, yep. Now you guys at that point had graduated and gone into high school, and um, I didn't even know about you guys, and uh, so I was still working with the PYD group, and once I got that on the on the on the road, and they was doing pretty good. That's when they introduced me to the positive youth the um, Junior Frontiers and I said Junior Frontiers and I was like okay what is that group and he's like that's our high school component I was like okay high school (laughs) okay so I was like okay we're going to pace this so I started um, meeting with the PYD which is Positive Youth Development on the second and fourth Saturdays of the month from like 9 to 10.30 and then when they said the high school group I was like okay we need to meet the same weekend, you know, so uh-huh. we moved you guys to the right. second and fourth. And I would talk to them because they the ones that really picked Sunday as the best time that they could meet because they mm-hmm. was in the baseball, we basketball. We all played sports, Man, y'all all was, they was, yeah, all they was us. doing everything. <laughs> they studied together, everything. So it was, you know, that group was the most challenging group when I first started because they – um, all the young men are intellectual, but this particular group of guys, you all were um, very uh, in tune with studying and, and being together and supporting one another and um, uh, wasn't into all the riffraff and all that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. even though you guys probably, you know, were in different schools and played basketball when we came to the, the uh, Junior Frontier meeting, that, that was neutral territory. Everybody it was. was you know, um, on one one core. But I knew, but when I first started working with them, you know, that they were, um, uh, they had been neglected, you know, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Yeah. And uh, so when I came in, you know, they was all, you know, like, who is this? You know, what are you going <laughs> to do? You know? you know, which I can understand because, yeah. you know, me as a young person, when you have somebody uh, spending time with you, 
when it starts lacking, you kind of figure out, you know, you kind of ask yourself, what's going on, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing I noticed with young people, even when I was working with them, when you have when you have a place and time, consistency was what really uh, was effective, you know, working with uh, the, both groups and it helped out a, a whole lot. Yeah, so. Yeah, it was definitely important, um, your approach, because you did challenge us, and, oh, and we, yeah. we needed it. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were asking for, the challenge. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because that was the intellectual group. They, you know, they studied, they was on their grades and everything. So I was like, okay. So you, you couldn't come in, you know, just half-stepping. You know, you had to really challenge them. So that's when I, um, which was good because it started allowing me to create different uh programs and sessions to challenge their thought process you know mm -hmm. and um, like I said earlier when that that's what gave me the creation of what makes a man a man you know which road are you taking and you know all kind of a different sessions mm -hmm. I think it's just amazing because <clears throat> you know you also mentored me as well mm -hmm. and junior frontiers mm -hmm. and um, what we was talking before you know what drew us was the basketball <laughs> the snacks mm -hmm. different things like that um, but I remember and I think what built confidence in me at an early age and why it's not a problem for me to speak in front of people because I remember that you used to have like um, little segments for us to read mm -hmm. and we used to take turns reading and I wasn't a confident reader I didn't want to read in front of everybody so he usually called on this and mm -hmm. it wasn't no hiding it, mm -hmm. it, we all at a circular table mm -hmm. and we all had to read together and it built confidence in me mm -hmm. but what I wanted to ask you was because you spent a lot of time um, with with kids, mm -hmm. and I wanted to know how do you balance your life with your family and the life with your kids that you work with? How do you how are you able to balance that? Because you're very very active mm -hmm. um, into that. Um, well, when I started with the PYD and the Junior Frontiers, um, I knew twice a month was doable. Mm -hmm. And because um, I was also, you know, at that time, um, I was the youth director at church, um, choir director, wow. Sunday school, you know, so you had to fit everything in in order for you to be effective in each group. Mm -hmm. And so you had to take that into consideration um, because with, with you guys, um, one of the things that was important was creativity mm -hmm. and um, because I would you know look at you all um, and and process the different things that were going on it enabled me to be creative um, with that so it, it allowed a lot of creativity so meeting twice a, a month allowed for everything to you know balance itself out I see you know and and being single, that helped out a whole lot. You know, yeah. that yeah. helps out a whole lot, being single. And um, even though I have a lady friend in Chicago, you know, we still, um, I'm still in a position where I still can be effective mm -hmm. and uh, moving forward and uh, balance. But that was the main thing, balancing uh, so that you can be productive in each aspect of what you're doing. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking on that, how do you organize the things that you are doing so you properly give each thing its right amount of time. Right. Wow. Um, well, you, I'm, my mind is constantly rolling, you know, <laughs> constantly rolling. 
And um, when I'm, I, I see things, I'm always looking for opportunities um, to um, expand um, uh, in terms of programs or different sessions that I bring, even when I was with you all, looking for opportunities. Um, and even to this day, I'm still doing those things. Um, one of the recent uh, programs that I was uh, putting together was um, when I ran across a young man named Pierre Johnson. He was a doctor, and he mm -hmm. was living here. And uh, that's when Gold Gym was going, and I used to mm -hmm. go there. And, <laughs> and uh, he'd work out, and I'd see him, and then got to talking. Because whenever I see young black males, I'm just like, okay, you know, what is this brother doing? You know, right, what, right. what does he do? You know, and then not only that, giving him a platform to come in and talk to some other young men. Because you guys have all this information. You know, and so I want you to share this information. So here's mm -hmm. a platform for you to disseminate all this information that you have. And no sense in keeping it, you know. And uh, so he, you know, delivered babies. I said, oh, what? Right. I've been looking for this. Right. You know, so I said, I want you to come in and talk about the cost of having a kid. And at first he was like, you know, what are you talking about? And then um, when he got in, he did his first session. Um, he was like, why are you so hard on the boys? I said, man, hey, dude, when they have a kid, their right. responsibility is gonna, not going to fall on nobody but their parents or their grandparents. You know, they you know, they raising them, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, so I wanted them to realize that they're not ready for this. And so four years into this, I think he, he come to realize, okay, this, this is a good thing. I understand now <laughs> what you're trying to do. So when he came in, he came in prepared. He was, you know, mm -hmm. whipping out numbers, you know, and saying, hey, um, this is how much it costs. It can range from 5000 to a million. And I was like, woo. <laughs> you know, he said, depending on, you know, what's going on with the baby. Right. You know? mm -hmm. And uh, so you always got one in the bunch, though. You know, so when is the right time to have a kid? Mm -hmm. And so he said, well, when you can support yourself and the kid, and you know me, I like to put the dagger in. I said, so I'm raising my hand. Who in here can uh, support themselves, uh -huh. you know? Right. And, Who you thinks know, they're grown? Yeah, you know? <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, you know? And uh, so, you know, it, it, all I needed was just that little, little bit to make you think, you know, stop and think. Mm -hmm. And everybody that has, you know, come through, you know, has done just that, you know, and... Um, um, all that that's all I'm asking is you know that you pay attention to life and, and and pay attention to your role in life and make the right you know choices and stuff so you can be effective and grow and pre be productive and um, it was about oh, probably about a month ago I ran into Devin um, Hogan okay Devin Hogan and um, he had his lady friend there and he had uh, twins Mm -hmm. uh, two girls and he said man you know the one session I remember was the cost of having a kid <laughs> and he said looks like I didn't listen and I said oh you listened I said because you didn't have no kid when you graduated high school uh, looks like you waited a while and to the to where you feel comfortable enough to be able to support yourself and, and some kids you know so you did the right thing you know so he was uh, you know I was just wondering you know uh, to think about that, you know, that responsibility look like you're 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 being responsible. You're taking that responsibility on, and it's, you know, it's not your mom that I see carrying the kids around. Right. It's you I see you carrying the kids. Yes, because mm -hmm. because yeah. you know, it's funny because you you didn't just teach us about education. Mm -hmm. You taught us about life. Mm -hmm. I remember 
I used to be so shy to talk to you mm-hmm. about women and different things. Oh. And you used to talk about that stuff with us. You used to make tell us, you know, be safe, you know, mm-hmm. um, make sure you're not going out doing the right, you know, the wrong things. Um, what gave you that knowledge to do what you're doing? And what made you be such an impact in your life to become the person you are now because you had to go through something some average you know some 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 challenges some mm-hmm. you know trials and tribulations mm-hmm. what made you turn to this point and say this is the person i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a role model mm-hmm. for not the community but generations mm. wow um i know when i was coming up um you know as as a young kid you know you're you're in the church and everything and um, I didn't, but my my turn in life didn't happen until I got into college. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I truly accepted Christ as my personal savior. It became more relatable mm-hmm. when I ran into somebody that uh, helped me understand some things a little deeper. Wow! Um, but I knew when I was in middle school. I mean, when I was in high school, I did not want to keep. I figured, boy, if I had a kid, that would be the end. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do nothing. I was like, oh no, I know that's not what I want to do, and uh, so that was so that was not even an issue, you know. So I refrained from that, and um, and 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 just just embracing life, and then wanting to teach others how to embrace life, mm-hmm. and not be um, apologetic. You know, I'm this way because I want to be this way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't even have to prove nothing to you. You know, as long as I'm good, mm-hmm. then everybody else will be good. Right. You know, and so that's one of the things that's that's important. Um, if you are, uh, are able and stable within yourself, then you can help others relate to you and mm-hmm. um, appreciate you. You can teach them. You know, that's one of the things that, you know, um, that's important too is teaching others how to learn about you and, res- and respect your decision. Right. You know, I'm respect your decision. You know, respect my decision. You mm-hmm. know, that's just that's just a part of life. I'm not going to judge you or you judge me. That type of thing. But I I will, you know, if I feel that you know something's not right. Um, sometimes it, you know it takes people to go through some things mm-hmm. uh, to come to the realization. Wow, this is. I get this now, and uh, and I remember a young, back in 1999, uh, it was ten guys that were supposed to graduate from our Junior Frontier program, mm. and seven out of the ten graduated. Three of them didn't, and one of the three I remember seeing them at a um, track meet at Lanfear High School, and he asked me to give him a ride home, and um, while we were in the car and stuff and I was great to take him home he said now I understand what you was trying to tell us wow and I was like yeah I was saying to myself but I wanted you to get that before right mm-hmm. you're going through what you're going through now you know and um, this young man had a brother and um, both of them was going in that direction that he was going in but I kept telling the other one, I was like, just keep coming to the meetings, keep coming to the meetings. Mm-hmm. And he kept coming. And he, he he graduated. The other one didn't graduate, but he graduated. And I think once he made that decision, it was like a light bulb went off. And he realized this was the best choice 
wow. that I made. And from then on, he's been, you know, been doing very well. And uh, his brother, I've seen him probably about, mm, might have been three or four years ago. Because um, I went to the um, Lawrence Adult. They mm-hmm. had the graduation. Mm-hmm. And um, I went for another young man. But in the process of seeing this young man, I saw this brother. He was had his cap and gown on. Man. And I was like, wow. See, he got it. <laughs> it, it, got it. Planting that seed, you don't always get to see it. Mm-hmm. Grow when you're expecting it to grow, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It's, you plant it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going it's right going here. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, them brothers right there. They was <laughs> they was they were the ones that st- started this because they were, you know, um, chartered. The charter program started around them, Cortland and all them, because their names are on it. You know, mm-hmm. until this day, Liddell and Matt's like, how, well, my name, how come my name was none of that? I was like, hey, I don't know. I, I'm just getting what I got. Right, you know? right. <laughs> yeah, but um, but they, you know, they were, um, they were thinkers. And so you had to challenge thinkers. You know, I knew that with you guys, y'all, wow. y'all were thinkers. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we, like, you, like you were saying, we, we came from, a, we were a tight-knit group, mm-hmm. and we were, we were competitive on all mm-hmm. levels, from academics to sports yeah. to eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we, we still came together on a common bond and a common ground mm-hmm. that all of us were doing something to propel us for better and greater things. Mm-hmm. There was no jealousy or animosity. Yeah. Like he said, right. we didn't go to, I didn't go to the schools with these guys mm-hmm. and we all competed against each other, mm-hmm. but we would end up at, yeah. at the uh, junior frontiers meeting and end up at Matt Nunn's house mm-hmm. eating dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we let, we checked our egos at the door because we had right. strong, positive, role models in our our lives even though i came from a single parent home there's a several of us but mm-hmm. whenever you went over the nun's house you had to check all that at the door mm-hmm. there, there wasn't any craziness going to happen everything yeah. you're going to have good clean fun over here mm-hmm. you would get your belly full and you're going to get some good information mm-hmm. too right, right. Yeah. all of the above and see, mm-hmm. we, we just don't have that no more as, you know, as like older people have that. Like, that's what the youth is really missing. And for you to still be out here doing the same thing that oh, you was yeah. doing since I was 17, 16 yes. years old, since he was younger, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, Enjoy that's it. just amazing. But the, the question I have for you is, okay. I'm 29 years old. Right. And you still look the same. <laughs> I got a little gray. You know, a little gray. <laughs> what is the secret and what are you doing you to, know, to keep yourself maintained? Really, you know, enjoying life. Um, you know, the Lord has a prominent, prominent um, impact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, no stress, you know, just embracing life. 2012 was <laughs> my thing. Live, forgive, and enjoy life. That was mm. that was something that gave me 2012, and I've been doing it ever since. When, but when I was in college, though, I was you know I'm, I'm into plays as well. Uh-huh. There was a line that uh, one of the actors said, 
They said, I'm not going to let nobody steal my joy. Right. And when I heard that, I was like, man, that is truthful. Mm-hmm. Don't let nobody steal your joy. You know, just en- enjoy life. And and I've, you know, been embracing that concept ever since. And, um, you know, it lessens your, the stress that life tries to put on you. Um, enables you to um, be... Um, impactful mm-hmm. you know because you know now when I look at these young kids because it was interesting I was sitting down and talking to um, the last group that just graduated DeAndre and um, oh man forgetting their names put you on the spot <laughs> yeah you know it's okay uh, but you know they um, they were I was sitting there talking to Richard Graggs and I was sitting there talking to them mm-hmm. and then they had to say well how old are you <laughs> and uh, I told him I said well how old do you think I am he said Oh, probably about forty. I said, "Well, you know what? Thank you. That's that's real nice of you." I said, "But I'm in my fifties, you know." And uh, that's like, "What?" Wow. I said, "Yeah." I said, "I said you guys keep me young. I'm gonna tell you that right now." Um, but just really enjoying life, and um, and and in all areas, you know, from dating, mm-hmm. um, you know, everything, you know. Don't don't stress at church. Don't stress at work. Right. You know, when I go into work, hey, this is the day the Lord had made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. You know, and uh, not being stressed because, um, you know, you, you there's people there, you know, that uh, may not want you there, mm-hmm. but you know that's your problem. You can hold on to it. You know, I'm gonna let you hold on to it. You know. No. And then when you try to give it to me, guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna wrap it up and give it back to you. <laughs> we don't need that. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> not, not to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of church, mm-hmm. what's the most challenging thing that God has put you in, and how did you learn from it? Most challenging thing. Um, these last couple of years, um, we had um, went without a pastor, mm-hmm. went up without a minister of music. Wow. And um, two two prominent things when it comes to a church mm-hmm. um, a, a pastor and, and music right and um, but the Lord has given me the gift um, and I've been doing that for since I was 14 the gift of singing being able to um, teach notes soprano alto tenor you know and um, I had to dust off you know all that stuff and uh, when it came to the choir um Realizing, okay, you guys, we're going into a faith walk right now. Mm-hmm. And if you ain't got no faith, you ain't going to make it. Right, right. Because some of these experiences that he takes you in, you have to have faith. You don't know what's up ahead, but if you just stay in that little faith walk, eventually you'll come and see, you know, the picture a little clearer. You know, I've always, I haven't done it in a while, but I used to tell people, put, put, put your hands in front of your face. Mm-hmm. You can still see, but when you remove them, wow, you see much clearer. Right. And that's what the Lord does. He helps you to see just a little clearer. And uh, so, you know, I went in and we started rehearsing, you know, fumbling and everything because we don't have no music, <laughs> we, you know. But the Lord allowed me to find songs that we could sing a cappella mm-hmm. and sing it, you know, with conviction, right. you know, sing it with, you know, uh, faith and, and power and love, right. you know, and stand on this thing because, you know, this is this is it, you mm-hmm. know, and some, you know, fell by the wayside, some left, you know, but, but that's all right. If, you know, those of us that remained, 
you know, remain faithful. And, and two, you know, because my thing is only leave when he tells you to leave. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't tell you to leave, then you need to stay in place. Mm-hmm. And then when you stay in place, that's when he shows you something. Wow. You know, but if you don't stay around, you can't see what it is that he's trying to help you see. Right. You know, and so he showed us the possibilities. When you think it's impossible, he shows you it is possible. Mm-hmm. If you just stay in there. Let's, let's stay in that vein. Mm-hmm. Speaking of impossible, is there something, give us an example of some, a challenge that you encountered in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a setback, and how did you rebound from that? Mm-hmm. Because it's important to our listeners. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of listeners out here who who follow us that are in multiple stages of life. Mm-hmm. So there are some that you know come from a place where taking a, a, a setback, and that's where they're at in life. Mm-hmm. Not all just just winning. Mm-hmm. What, what is something that you encountered that might speak to the audience? Mm, I think um, um, I think I might have been my freshman year or sophomore year in college. Um, you you always want to try to do your best but um, I hit a a point where I had was on probation, so I had to come back home from Western academic probation. Yes, okay. academic. Mm-hmm. So I was man. I was got to come back home, and um, but even though I came back home, I still went to school. I went to Lincoln Land, and then when I went to Lincoln Land, I got an opportunity to go to an all black university. And I was like, man, I always wanted that experience. Um, But what I never did do was give up. Um, You know, that was one of the things my my mother, even though I'm from the projects. um, You got a big family. Brandon, you know, addition, Brick City, you know, John A. Holmes when it was, you know, that's where we was from. Mm -hmm. And even though we lived there, one of the things my mother never did, she never... um, taught us to think that we could never be successful. Right. Uh, even though we lived here, you know, that didn't mean anything. She didn't, she didn't ever teach us to embrace like this was, you know, we were um, in need or um, where they used to call the um, kids that were um, uh, you come from a place where uh, you in the projects you know you um, at a place at a point where you're the underprivileged Mm -hmm. she didn't never teach us to accept the underprivileged attitude so you know we never that was never in us so you know we just went through life and Mm-hmm. This is where we lived, and we hey, we just enjoyed it, and just went with it, and uh, we never was ashamed of where we were and where we came from, and uh, so you know when I went off to college, uh, eventually when I had the opportunity, it's interesting too how 
the Lord provided that too because when I was graduating from high school, I had no clue of what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, you know, my mom, she never went to college, but, you know, so there was really no no sense of direction. Um, so I went to our church at that time had a career fair and uh, there was a individual came from um, Western Illinois University and they were uh, looking for uh, individuals to come and sing in their uh, giving sing giving out scholarships for singing and um, so I you know was going around the table and then I got to Western and uh, this guy was like, well, you know, talking about singing, you know, we're giving scholarships. So I was like, oh, wow, really? <laughs> you know, so I'm like, yeah. So, you know, I got into uh, the university on a scholarship singing. And uh, it was the Heritage Ensemble. That's what it was. And we had this um, musician that was a teacher, man. He was, man, excellent. Don, I, I remember his name, Don. And um, that's how I got into college, was um, through a scholarship for singing. And from then on, just been moving forward, you know, embracing school and, and, and settling down. Met a lot of, you know, people. And uh, so from then, man, I just started really, you know, going and going and going. Mm -hmm. And um, but, you know, like you said, you hit that that um, that bump and uh, which I did. And I, when I got on probation and came back home, man, you know, I still went to college, went to Lincoln Land. Not to interrupt you, but this this is a, a question that stuck out in my mind. How did you feel when you came back? Were you embarrassed? Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit. It was it was a little bit embarrassing. You know, you come back home because you, you know, you you on probation. You know, you just didn't make the grade. You know, and um, but I went to Lincoln Land, and um, I never had the give up attitude. Never had that give up attitude. So you know, once I came home, enrolled in Lincoln Land, just another school. I'm gonna hey, go do the work now. Yeah, I'm gonna keep going and but. keep going. And then that's when I got an opportunity to go to uh, Wiley College in Marshall, Texas, all black university. And uh, so that was a that was a, a, a boost, man. It was like, whew. how was your how was your experience at the All Black College? Man, it was <laughs> awesome. Mm -hmm. I loved it. If it w if my major was there at the university, I don't think I'd be sitting here in this seat right now. Mm. Um, I'd probably be in in Texas, you know, um, th there. I mean the experience uh, being at all black university was just phenomenal um, you still ran into the same things um, um, that you would run into in, in an all white university where you got predominantly whites you know you got the privileged kids you know you, you had them there widely you know and um, but it was interesting when um, I would uh, come in I came in and uh, the the word got out already. It was sent to the university. And uh, President Hayes, I remember him saying, uh, how are you doing, young man? I hear you can sing. <laughs> I was like, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So he said, well, going in that room. And so I went into this room, and Joel, 
and he was on the piano just playing around and he said uh, sing a song and so at that time I was uh, my favorite song was with the made up mind and I was like with the made up mind with the made up mind I'm willing to go all the way through man I sung that song and then when I got through, he started playing, and I was like, I've never seen anybody do anything like that. He started playing a song, and then they started singing it. And so that was one of the things that, um, you know, um, I realized at the university how phenomenal, and you start really growing within yourself, appreciating who you are and what you have to offer. And uh, from that point on, man, I was just, you know, man, just on a roll. And um, the choir, the choir was one of the fundraisers for the university. They would travel all over and raise monies for the university. So um, it was, so the choir was very um, important. And uh, so when we come into rehearsal, Dr. LaRue, I'll never forget him. He said, when you come in, class started at 5.30. Class started at 5.30, mm-hmm. not 5.20. <laughs> 5.26, 27. He said, I want you in your seats at 5.25. Right. Of course, choir rehearsal starts at 5.30. So when you come in, you should be in your seat at 5.25, not 26, 27, 28. And only one time I experienced one person come in late. He said, mm-mm. Go on back where you came from because you mm-hmm. didn't want to be here. And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And he would <laughs> and he would be on it, man. And he did this thing called the belt line. So when we were get ready to go out for performances, mm-hmm. you had to get through. You had to get through the belt line. The belt line would be he would have one soprano, alto, tenor, bass, and he would ask you to go up. You would learn the song, and then he would ask you to go up before the. Um, the, everybody that was in the uh, choir and it'd be just you you that one soprano that one alto that one tenor and that bass and they, they would the musician would start playing the song and then you start singing and then if you didn't sing it like it was supposed to be sung mm-hmm. said okay you come down soprano you come on down send another one up <laughs> then they would start singing then if you were already doing what they were supposed to do, then you come down, they send somebody else up. And those individuals that passed, that made it through the belt line, those were the ones that were going out to performances. And, uh, man, the South, man, their hospitality is just off the chain. I've never had that experience in my life. Um, one time we were going out to represent the university mm-hmm. with, um, with the choir. We... Um, it was just like a small group of us. And um, I was one of the soloists, you know, so they would allow different soloists to, to sing various songs. And so that's one of the songs that I was singing is With a Made of Mine. And so when I went out to sing, and we were went to sing um, before uh, this um, one uh, church, I think it was in... Um, not Dallas mm-hmm. or Houston. It was one of the smaller cities. And um, once I got through singing, 
a gentleman came up to me he, and he said, uh, older guy, he said, uh, young man, he said, I really enjoyed you. I was truly in, in, in blessed, you know. And that's, you know, what, when I sing, that's when I know that uh, it resonated. You know, people were uh, touched, you know, when they say they were blessed, you know, by this, the song. And he said, I got this story. I want you to go in there and pick, out, pick, pick you out a suit. And I said, yes, sir, you know. I just pass it off, you know, like, it's not for real. Mm -hmm. And so we just went on, and people were coming up in, in a meeting and stuff, and we were ready to leave. And he grabbed me. He said, son, he said, um, you know, I need you, I want you to go in here and pick you out a suit. And I was like, you for real? He's like, yes. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is crazy. And uh, so the other people, they're like, well, what about us? <laughs> and he said, well, you go out and pick out a tie or, you know, somebody was uh -huh. letting them pick out something too. But, um, man, that was the first time I've ever experienced. I'd never had experience like that before. Um, but it just shows you how when you share your gift right. and you put your heart into it, um, how you know, the blessing will come back to you. And, and and that's where I want to stay on because even hearing you sing now, um, you can hear the passion, the pain, mm -hmm. um, the inspiration, just in you just singing right now. And I want to ask you, because it's funny, because for one, it's an honor mm -hmm. interviewing you here because I'm learning Thank so you. much from you right Thank now. You. <laughs> I am. But I, I want to stay right there where you was mm -hmm. at um, because you're really big in church. Mm -hmm. um, what was your darkest hour where you realized that you needed God and how did he bring you out from that? You guys are asking some questions. My darkest hour. Because um, you know, people are you know, people were, you know, we were raised in the church, mm -hmm. but you have to build a relationship around him yourself. Yeah. You got to know That's him for true. yourself. Mm -hmm. That's so, true. What, because, you know, for me, I had to deal with a blood clot disorder. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what made me turn to God because I was like, man, I can't do this by myself. Mm -hmm. I need a higher power. Right. What was that turning point in your life that made you realize, like, man, I need him? And then when he showed up, you realized he was real. Mm. I think, you know, in, in talking about, you know, coming home, um, that's when you evaluate, you know, when you go through, like you said, that, that dark moment. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to a park um, and sitting there and just like, man, you know, just reassessing, you know, right. where am I, where am I going? You know, what am I going to do in life? And, and like you were saying, having that one-on-one -on -one conversation with the Lord. Right. And um, so that you can um, realize, um, I, you know, I need, it's like the song, I need thee. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need thee. Right. I'll Every hour, yeah. I need thee. You know, and sometimes when you're singing songs, a lot of times you're singing them, and then experiences in life bring to realization those particular songs that you're singing, mm -hmm. um, that you do sing all the time. Right. You're sitting there like, ah, I get this now. I get this song. I need thee. Mm -hmm. That's when it becomes personal. 
I right, need it, right, you know, right. and so you're not, it ain't grandma or grandpa right. or, mm-hmm. you know, mom or dad, it's, it's me, you. you know. Mm-hmm. And once you come to that realization, then it's like, okay, now I can show you some things. Right. Now, you know, I, you know, we, you take him on the journey with you, basically. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it by yourself, you know. And um, so from that point on, you know, y'all buddies, you know, <laughs> me and the Lord, it's, it's me and him. Right. And uh, so you realize that now and uh, you don't, uh, and you just keep moving forward. But I think that was, you know, you know, coming back home and not knowing, okay, man, what's this about? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, how do, where do I go? And then once you, like the song says, I'm available. Once you make yourself available, truly, he starts unfolding right. all the things. He makes the picture clear mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and understandable. And then you just start walking, you know, letting That's, him guide you. Yeah. That's well, that's what we call bars here. <laughs> that's what we call bars. Did you want to go anywhere else in there? Or? Man, I, I have a whole bunch of questions, but okay. I don't want to take up too much time. That's because um, I've I've slightly heard of um, what is it the the frontiers? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the, you frontiers. Mm-hmm. Um, how does how does one go about finding out more about these these programs? Um, what we we started doing um, is going into the schools, uh, the middle schools, because that's mm-hmm. where we that's the starting point. The, the PYD, which is the Positive Youth Development Group, um, which is now sixth through eighth grade. So we go to the middle schools, open houses, mm-hmm. and um, set up a table and just. You know, uh, when you see individuals, you know, you catch the eye or something, see a young man, say, hey, you know, what grade are you in? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you see a parent, you know, and you ask them and you talk to them and uh, tell them a little bit about the program and what we're trying to offer. Um, and that's where, you know, we start. Um, but in in that also, um because we've been doing this, like I said, for about 26 years. Other parents who have had their kids come in the program or go through the program, they're um, sharing this information with other parents. Mm-hmm. Word um, of mouth. Mm-hmm, because they're at a school and it's like, hey, you know, maybe your son might want to be, you might want your son to be a part of this program. Mm-hmm. And I remember running into um, a lot of uh, kids this particular year and um, generally when we get a lot of names, uh, maybe you get one or two out of the group. But this particular year, we we got quite a few and um, uh, names and stuff. And most all those individuals came um, to the meeting. So surprisingly, I was like, wow. You know, and, and the young, this generation um, is has been interesting because when we hold our sessions, I find the young men truly being engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sitting and really listening to what we're sharing. Um, you get a few, you know, that are, you know, kind of, you know, restless and stuff. Um, but for the most part, they've been really um, absorbing the information that we're trying to give them. You know, um, really been challenging them 
because uh, we have a lot of young men that are doing good with their grades mm -hmm. and trying to continually encourage them to do so. And uh, we let them know that, um, you know, people pay you for knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, when you get good grades, you know, you can get scholarships, right. you know. And if you're doing in um, sports, you know, and you got good grades in sports that goes along, that's, you know, that's pretty good. Now, I'm going to ask you this, mm -hmm. and I know I'm a, I know whoever's listening that was in the junior frontier, I know a lot of people might feel jealous when you when I ask you this. <laughs> now, you work with a lot of groups. Yeah. You work with Charles' group, and you also work with mine. Mm -hmm. What was one of the best groups you ever worked oh, with? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the spot. <laughs> you know, they they all were good, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna give them Charles and them the oh, man. the and you know and the reason why is because <laughs> they started mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. started and um, and they challenged me mm. and because of that um, challenge um, you guys were challenged wow. so when you guys came along you know you got. The, the challenge and so that challenge just continues with these young men now wow. you know because um, man it's just incredible how the Lord you know allows you to create different things because mm -hmm. you know as you go through life you're always asking you know young people so what are you you know where are you going in life and that type of thing and um, so he said one day ask them where are their friends going Mm -hmm. You know, because a lot wow. of times they allow their peers to dictate um, where they're going, how successful they are, it, you know, how apathetic they become, and how, how they digress and don't do anything. And so, you know, let me ask them, where are your friends going? Mm -hmm. Because nine times out of ten, if your friends aren't going anywhere and you that latch to them, you're not going anywhere either. You know, and it's it's sad when you see you know, young people um, just in the streets or they're just walking as as if they have no sense of direction. Lost. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, where to go. And so you just send up a little prayer, you mm -hmm. know, that hopefully one day something will click and they'll get it, mm -hmm. you know, that um, they want something better in life. You know, this is where I'm, where I'm at and what I'm doing is unacceptable. I want more. I want more. I want better. Want better. That's one of the things I just say to them. Mm. There's what, nothing wrong with wanting better. It's mm. when you think you're better, you lost the way. Mm. What are a couple key elements that will propel somebody into doing better? Um, one of the things that will help is if you personally want it. If you personally want it, then the key is start seeking, you know, where can I find the places, you know, you, you, you're looking for those spots, you're looking for those individuals that will, you know, help you reach that point. Right. Um, because if you keep hanging around um, individuals that, you know, don't desire to really go anywhere and you settle for that, then you you'll find yourself in a stagnant place. So you you have to start searching, seeking, and um, you know, um, as a young person, it's kind of hard because 
they don't really know what they want. But if a, if a parent is there and they want more for their kid um, and they keep pushing them, you know, um, I think the kid uh, will realize, okay, this is something good for me. And uh, once they realize this is something good for me, they'll uh, they'll receive it. And then when they f- see that where they're at, the person that they're in, uh, that they're involved with, or organization that they're involved with, they see that this person is genuine. Then you pretty much, you know, the kid will f- will be, you know, there and supportive. Does this does these groups does it cost money or are you guys funded by um, something or is it, it basically I'm just is it free to to get your kid or if a kid is listening is it free to come mm-hmm. into those groups Yeah the um, basically yes the uh, PYD um, is free and the Junior Frontiers you know, we we still, you know, um, it's a five dollar mm-hmm. membership fee. You know, for the for the Junior Frontiers, uh, we don't enforce it or anything of that nature um, because the main thing we want is the kid to to um, be a part of the the program. That's the main thing, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know, we don't the Frontiers. We have golf outing. Um, which is our, one of our fundraisers, raisers. and then two, um, we um, do the Martin Luther King breakfast, which is also one of our fundraisers. So we use the funds that we get from these uh, to help, you know, with our our program. And uh, every once in a while, we'll get um, individuals that will make a, a donation, you know, because they see, you know, what we're trying to do, mm-hmm. and um, they'll make a donation. Also, too, we've started, those are matching funds, so we've uh, amassed uh, a, a good amount of dollars uh, to fund our scholarship program. So the goal is to, um, you know, to disseminate this young man but, and help them realize this is your, your job, you know, to contribute, mm-hmm. you know, even though it's not a lot, but it is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the for the listeners who may be interested in, in getting their kid involved in this, how can they reach you? Um, they can call me. Some of, some of the parents have given my number out, which is four one six four zero one six, and my name is Derek Stapleton. And um, you can call that number, leave a message, which some parents have, and then I'll call back and and uh, get their name and their information, and then find out where which you know, how old their kid is so they'll make sure that they're at the right group. You know, because some of them, you know, they'll say, you know, Junior Frontiers and then I'll find out their kids is in middle school and I was like, oh, you're with the PYD group. Right, right, right. right. You know. And that's, and that's one thing I, I, I love about you because you always been reachable. Mm-hmm. You never made yourself not reachable. You never been like, oh, well, you can contact this person. He can contact me, or you can email mm-hmm. me. You yeah. always gave your number. So out. have your people call my people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. How, you know, because you you're a singer. You're yes, in sir. church. Um, also, too, you know, you are a mentor to the generation. How do you balance your um, your passion? 
from your calling? Passion from the calling. Y'all really making me think about the things. <laughs> How do you balance? Um, I think they they may go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I guess one of the key things is is making sure you pay attention um, because sometimes you can be passionate about something, mm-hmm. not but not realizing that um, you can be overbearing and you don't want to be overbearing. You want to be able to be um, just right. So you have to kind of, you know, pace yourself and and then read. Make sure that you're reading correctly, mm. you know, when it comes to um, what you're trying to do um, so that, um, because nobody's perfect, and that's one of the things that I'm, I'm not perfect, you know, still pressing toward the mark, you know, <laughs> still trying to, you know, do uh, what I can Um and and uh, but I think the passion is what keeps you going, mm-hmm. um, that wakes you up every day, that keeps your mind, you know, generating slowly, keeps it turning. You know, okay, oh yeah, that'd be a good idea because you know there's always somebody coming by and say, hey, have you thought about this? You know, and uh, it's like, oh, that's a good idea. You know, and, I, and I'm always asking the parents um, to share some things with me if they have some concerns mm-hmm. because I can make that into a, a, a session. Because I'm always looking to challenge uh, the young person's mind, right. you know, and um, to make you think about this. You know, have you ever thought about this? Mm-hmm. You know, so that way, um, when they walk away, they'll have something. You know, they've, they've been challenged, right. you know, to be a little better. But uh, yeah, the, the, the balancing of the passion is is important because you don't want to be overbearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to make sure that you are in a in a in a place and not in somebody's space mm, you know yeah. um, because you want them to receive <laughs> right, you know, what right. it is you're, you're, you're giving out and uh, so you want to respect uh, you know want them to be able to respect and not you know come back you know with negativity you want them to receive what you, you're trying to give out wow mm. <laughs> Thank you. A lot of lot of knowledge. Most definitely. A lot of life in those words. Oh, man. Yes. Where can where can people reach you to donate? That same same number is that mm-hmm. where you can take the donations um, or? One of the things that we are um, doing, um, we have a little especially at the Monitor's King Breakfast, there's an envelope um, that we send because most of the donations we're asking people to send to either the 1K scholarship or the other scholarship because we have two different scholarships. Um, one is a general scholarship and it was open to all students, mm. you know, and um, uh, from all high schools. And that's $500. And um, then the 1K is specifically for Anyone that comes through the Frontiers PYD Junior Frontier Program, because we want to make sure these young individuals get um, what they're deserving, you know. And um, so, you know, we'll send out a, uh, there's envelopes that we have and that, you know, a person can fill out and send their funds in through that way. 
I forgot all about the Martin Luther King breakfast. I remember yeah. you. You must be telling them to do um, breakfast better because it's been getting better. Because I remember they used to give the powder eggs. <laughs> yeah, but now I think I, tell, I think I went and they got real eggs. Now, I'll tell, so. <laughs> I, I, I still tell the young people, you know. Just make it work. You know, <laughs> this isn't mom's cooking, you know. Right, because the uh, best thing yeah. was the sausage. Mm-hmm. I remember, and and now the the eggs is they they didn't taste powder because they used to just <laughs> melt in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they work, and you know we it's it's interesting because um, we we've, we've changed now. You know, uh, we've gotten gold golden um, vests and ties for the kids now that mm-hmm. they wear. You know, at the breakfast. And um, they look really nice. They really look nice. And um, we also, too, whenever we're at the breakfast, if any former Junior Frontiers come in, you know, we want to make sure that we acknowledge Mm -hmm. them. You know, so if I do see any of y'all come through, you know, (laughs) I was like, okay, y'all, we have some here. You know, so make sure when we make that announcement, um, are there any former Junior Frontiers? Because we want... You do guys realize that we are, you know, really appreciate you because, you know, you started the legacy and oh, it's still going. You too. And, um, you know, this well, well, I make a confession, you know, I, I what always, I always wanted to do at the breakfast was say the prayer because you always have somebody say the prayer and that was amazing. So maybe if I <laughs> see me up there, maybe you can call me on that I can say the prayer, you know. <laughs> they, they have all that. And now before we, yeah, they make sure they get that all lined out before. What, what what advice would you have for a person, let's say that moves to a different place and doesn't know anybody and doesn't have an association with a church yet, mm-hmm. but still wants to be helpful and reach out and become mm-hmm. a, a support and in. in mentor the youth what would you suggest um it's a good question very good question um especially if you you're looking to um get back to the community um I think one of the places that you could start um is the church um cause um you can visit multiple churches um, and if you're inquiring um, look out on the internet you know and, and type in you know um, community uh, groups or something like that and so mostly some people are in fraternities and sororities you know so that's another avenue that you could um, ask are there any uh, groups that are doing anything for youth um Let's see what else. Uh, the Urban League, you know, you can check with them. Uh, if you go to school, um, check with them. Because when I went to this last open house, uh, this lady, she just moved here with her son. And uh, she was concerned, you know, whether or not she was going to be able to find something that he could get into that was positive. And um, we just happened to be there. And she's like, I am so glad to see you you guys because I was my son was in something positive back at home and we just moved here and so I was wanting something for him to do that was positive and so you know he came to the group and so he's been coming you know ever since uh, you know we started Uh, so you know the schools sometimes have different information you know about community um, 
projects or different groups that are in the community um, as well. Good question. Yes, man. Bars. Is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with? Um, mm. Whatever your gift is, um, to make it better, you have to exercise it. You know, if you keep it and you don't do anything with it, you don't know who you can bless. You mm-hmm. can miss blessing somebody with whatever gift that you have. So um, whatever your gift is, be willing to share it and just be prayerful in how to share it. So that way, when you do start engaging, because once you get out there, you know, and doing things, you'll be surprised the need you start seeing the need and then before you know it you'll be getting pulled different directions and so that's why it's important to learn how to pace yourself because I remember you were saying how do you balance all this <laughs> um, and that helps you balance it you know one of the things that um, I am trying to do and is looking for you know the frontiers are looking for young men you know to come in to be a part mm-hmm. and uh, I send out a text to a couple of the guys, you know, and uh, so I'm, I'm have to get y'all's information, send some texts to you <laughs> because I would like to meet with you all and see how we can make this work. Because I was telling the frontiers, there's some things we got to change in order to get mm-hmm. our young men to come in, you know, um, because you know you're looking at their time, you know, because I know you guys got families, you got work, and all these things. So there's a way to put this puzzle together in order for you to, to be a part, you know, of the other organization, you know. So that's one of the things that I, that's one of my goals is to get, um, you know, some of the, some of you guys to be a part, come back into, be a part of the, the Frontiers. Wow. Be a member. Wow. Mm-hmm. E. Kenner, cut the beat. Ladies and gentlemen, very powerful words from Mr. Derek Stapleton. It has been a pleasure having known this gentleman my entire life, and it's been my enjoyment in showing him to you guys that that don't know him. Reach out to him. Um, he's given his phone number. There's multiple different places he can be reached through the Junior Frontiers or the again the number that he given out, guys.